Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I am all in. More, more, more. I want to kiss you more. I am all in with Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, everybody, Scott Patterson, I am all in podcast. We are joined by Danielle, Tara, Amy. This is part two of our discussion. Going with well. I'm feeling good. Kim Kirk. I'm feeling yeah. good. Isn't she, isn't she great? Oh, she's like and I think really we're gonna, great. We're going to get into a little Luke Lorelai stuff because I think we, uh, we we ignored that a little bit. We, we didn't get a little, delve we into get a little sidetrack. I'm not going to lie. We get a, li- a little bit, you know, a little side card <laughs> over there. Um, let's, let's hop on the big motorcycle and rev that engine. Here we go. The, uh, the Luke and Lorelai with, uh, with Kim Kirk of Dallas, Texas. Kim, let me ask you a question. Yes. Why don't people get out of their relationships first? And then uh, mm-hmm. if they've met someone. Yeah. Great question. Really interested. Yeah. Great in question. It, why do they have affairs? Why do people have affairs? Why do they not disengage from their current relationship, whether they're, it's a committed relationship or a marriage? Mm-hmm. And then go and say, and you know, be upfront and say, "I'm I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. I haven't done anything with this other person, but I'm going to and bye bye and let's split the assets." And then they go off and do that. Why don't people do that? Uh, there's a a lot of reasons, and I always think about that every time I watch one of those murder shows. I'm like, divorce them. <laughs> Should have been avoided. Right. There, there are a lot of reasons. Sometimes, you know, if you grew up, maybe if you grew up in, in divorce is just unacceptable. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's one. I, I can't, I can't divorce. So I'll just have this little side action over here. I think, and I also think a lot of people are scared mm-hmm. of what's going to happen if I tell this person, this is just not working for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. What they're scared of is a lot of things in, you know, and again, if we look at, you know, you know, if we go back into like attachment and we're, we're looking at the, the parts of them that are scared, is it my, you know, 35 year old part, or is it a 10 year old part that when I tried to state how I felt got slammed, you know, mm-hmm. um, all of these factors are, are in there. And, you know, of course we can talk about finances that, that mm-hmm. can definitely be an issue. But I've seen people, I've seen people, you know, um, have affairs and knowing they're going to get caught so that it can be ended and they don't have Mm -hmm, to, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. where you force the partner to kind of go, you know, Mm -hmm. I can't be in this relationship. Um, So true. Yeah. So, so there's a lot of factors in there, but I think people get really scared of am I responsible for this other person's feeling? I don't want to hurt this other person. I don't. Yeah. There's, there's a million. And I think there's just so many reasons why somebody won't just be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It, it really is going to, and I think your family of origin is going to have a big impact on it. You know, mm-hmm. some I've known people that, you know, where it's, it's a completely unhealthy relationship, maybe not even safe, but mm-hmm. we don't get divorced. Mm-hmm. We don't get divorced. And some people are just going to accept we don't get divorced. And I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to have some fun over here or something. Uh, so let me ask, So here's a follow up. Mm-hmm. Since nobody does it that way, they do have the affair, right? Some people do it right. Yeah, some people do. Some well, people well, okay, so that's the question. Do, mm-hmm. you, do you, in your experience, what is the percentage of people doing it right versus doing it? You mean getting having, divorced? And having the affair. And what is this tendency for people um, to moralize about it. Like if you do it, this is the way you should do it. And nobody Mm. really does it that way because of all of the complications Mm. and considerations that you have just illuminated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why do people feel the need to moralize about it and preach to other people, you know, that you did wrong and you're less of a human being because Mm. you did it. And because most of the people do it that way. Mm, that's a the, fascinating. What is, what is that tendency? Is that to? so? Are you asking me if if someone's having like some kind of marital issue? What is it with? If, like, if I was to say, you know, how dare you do this? Yeah. You, okay. Yeah. What is this tendency? Yes, and somebody. Okay. I'm not saying you personally, yeah, no, but, no, in, I, yeah, but in, in but in people sense. that are outside of the circle mm-hmm. or outside of the situation, just hearing about, oh, mm-hmm. well, that's a horrible thing to do. Mm-hmm. Again. You know, again, there, the, from uh, in one of the, the therapies that I work with is called internal family systems. We we, we literally talk about parts of me, mm-hmm. <laughs> parts of me doing that. Sometimes that's a protective part of me. You know, uh, that's so bad. <laughs> that's so bad. I would never do that. Mm-hmm. I would never do that. So I'm, you know, to ensure my own safety, I'm going to make sure that, you know, that everybody knows that's a horrible thing you know, for my own protection. Right, right. I compare it to why we're all like, oh, look at those Vanderpump rules people. And we're all just judging them, judging them, judging them. Look at that idiot. I can't believe he did this and oh, blah, blah. Because it makes us feel better about ourselves. Like, oh, my life's not as big of a train wreck as those people. I would never do that. I, I, that's, I'm always like, that's a kiss of death. I never say I would never do anything. <laughs> I mean, there's a couple of things I know I'm not going to do. But but I, but, I, but it's, a, it's a dangerous space to be. But it is a protective place to be. Like you said, Amy, it can make you feel make you feel better yeah you know, make you feel well, safer mm-hmm. only right. only those kind of people do that 
I think there's another thing too that Scott and Danielle and I were all talking about, um, you know, during the last couple of days. It is still also a TV show. In like right. Danielle and I were talking earlier, like <laughs> Carrie, right? Carrie cheated on Aiden with Big. Now, morally, was that the right thing to do? No, but I loved it because I wanted her to be with Big. Yeah. So I remember watching it and 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 being kind of thrilled about it mm-hmm. because I and so I do think like because there's a lot of people that are Team Dean, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're Team Dean, then you're Team this guy who just cheated on his wife. Because I would argue this, and I this might stir up a lot of drama, but like who's more wrong, Rory or Dean? Dean Rory's not married yeah I I so, yeah but there you can still two things can be true like mm-hmm. I can still love it and like <laughs> want to watch every yes. second of it. so so yeah, yeah just ask your ask yourself and I we Amy and I talked about this yeah. earlier about how boring would Gilmore Girls be if everybody <laughs> yeah. acted appropriately all of the time there would be nothing to watch yeah it's yeah <laughs> we we have like you said all the time we have to have drama or there is mm-hmm. nothing oh okay right. yeah. Luke and Lorelai are together. Did you see that second episode where they kind of flirted and then they got together and now they're dating? (laughs) But just think of all of the the drama and moreover the comedy Mm -hmm. that this incident at the end of season four will set up going forward. It is is the gold that a dramatist prays for they can... They can they can define this. They can write this. They can come up with this. It's just like the perfect flawed yep. characters, and we're gonna forgive them because they're young, <laughs> totally. right? Well, and per and, usual, we you love know, the it's drama. Just brilliant. Yeah. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. It's brilliant drama. Think about you this guys. Too. You guys. Everybody was tuning in for this. You know, for this episode. I mean, obviously for the kiss, but the next one they're going to want to know you know the kiss and then what's going on with with rory yeah well, that's exactly right yeah. Kim. that's what i was going to bring up so like you know when you're like looking at something let's say your instagram and there's one thousand nice comments and one mean one and you're completely taken sideways by the mean one like you think about these celebrities, you look beautiful you look you look beautiful you look beautiful your outfit sucks and you're fat and that person is Aww. undone by yeah. it right yeah. so mm-hmm. same thing here it's like we there's so many good things in this episode, right? Mm-hmm. We haven't even talked to you yet about the kiss, which I do want to before you have to go. I'm fine. But we're completely exactly. undone by the drama, which yeah. is just the human nature too. You're like, yeah. you can't help but gravitate towards that. Yeah. Well, yeah. And the, the, it's, yeah, what you're just describing is the negativity bias. And, and uh, that's a, another theory that says that back in the earliest days of man, it was more important to know what was going to kill you versus what you like. So, so you, so like you said, you can have, you can have a, a, a you know, an okay day and right. then, you know, okay day, and then someone pulls out in front of you. And then all of a sudden, what are you telling your, you know, friend or your partner or whatever you get home, this jerk did this and all right. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. go sideways. Uh, John Gottman, I don't know if, if you guys, and it's okay, he's a psychologist, but he works a lot in the marriage and uh, divorce. He's one of the people that can like spot a divorce in five oh. minutes of communication. Oh, but John, John Gottman uses the, the negativity bias in a lot of his work. So he's the one, if you've ever, if you've ever heard this before, it takes like five positives to undo one negative. Have you ever heard that? In or a thousand positives to undo one <laughs> Exactly. Because it, because it sticks. You know, yeah. negative is like Velcro. Positive is kind of Teflon. You know, 
That's why that's why mm-hmm. we that's why we have to layer on the positives, yeah. you know. Yeah. And you're talking about like with kids and stuff, you really want to catch them when they're doing the right things. Uh. Well, that's probably why Rory's so undone because she's just gotten all this criticism from her mom. So she's going desperately to find the positive and calling Dean. And then she's Lindsay answers. She's just undone. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back. And this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to, where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Welcome to Sleep Tight Stories, a calming weekly podcast that brings bedtime stories, cuddles, and comfort to families worldwide. The stories are quirky, relatable, and spark wonder without overstimulation, so listeners can fall asleep and stay asleep. Each episode is narrated by me, Cheryl McLeod, a second grade teacher, and written by my husband, Clark, an eternal second grader at heart. Tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep. Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep Tight Stories. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, enough about uh, that trollop. Let's talk about the. Let's talk about Luke. Okay. <laughs> let's talk about Luke. <laughs> let's. Uh, okay. Uh, two questions, oh, Kim. Uh, are Luke and Lorelai well suited? And what took Luke so long? Mm. What's his problem? 
Or is this another another example of safety? Mm-hmm. I want to say this. There, there definitely, there definitely is some uh, aspects that makes them that that could make them a really good couple. And they both come from trauma. Mm-hmm. And from what I can tell so far on the show, it's not resolved. So we are going to expect that there's going to be some issues between these two. Lorelai is guarded and she has a way of being guarded in the world. And she doesn't trust a lot of people, if you notice. Even in that, you know, I think we talked on that other time we met. And um, she she loves the people in town, but she's not that super close to a lot mm-hmm. of people. Right. She's close to Suki and she's close to Luke, mm-hmm. which is developed. Luke is guarded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his world is is like you said before scott you said it's pretty structured and there's there's it's opening up a little bit if you're notice like he's taking care of kirk his sister's in town and um and you know jess has probably opened up some things for him as well mm-hmm. but yeah. but there's still i i i, I see luke is as being very protected too he kind of steps forward a little bit and he's quick to move back if it doesn't mm-hmm. feel safe so they both have that. Mm-hmm. The difficulty in that relationship is that, again, if we're not aware of our inner <laughs> experience, we can keep kind of bumping into the same thing. We can t- we can re-injure. <laughs> we can have a lot of re-injuries. We can injure each other, sure, protecting sure, ourselves. Sure. Or what the poets refer to as the repellent atoms of love, yeah. right? Something, right. Um, yeah, it is interesting, and it and and it does mask a uh, or attempts to mask a, a very powerful attraction mm-hmm. they have for one mm-hmm. another, and and which is palpable, which is undeniable, mm-hmm. which neither of them can turn away mm-hmm. from for very long. Um, would you say that Luke is because he's now, you know, prepared himself? Uh, sought some therapy through tapes and a book. <laughs> okay. Educate himself on emotion and his emotions. And- Do you <laughs> think that he has any chance whatsoever to survive that experience if it goes, and I know you've probably seen the rest of the seasons and you see what happens, in the, but I mean in the real world, if you take a real world couple that's a lot like this and you don't know the outcome, you know, is Luke ever going to be accepted or fit into a Gilmore dynasty a gilmore family lorelei gilmore rory gilmore yes because remember you know she grew up to 16 in this wealth and privilege and she spent the next 16 plus however old she is now in stars hollow and that is her home and that is where she's comfortable so and i think in that environment he can fit in mm-hmm. with with those Gilmores. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking? No, I think he's in huge trouble when he walks into that mansion. Okay. I just think that's the place he he he. It, that water's too deep for him. You know. Yeah, it's it's a very and 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 again, why I think he he's safe at Lorelai's house is because she's tried really hard not to be like that 
and she's really comfortable in there. But she also mm -hmm. she can she can do the uh, the other Gilmore's pretty well, but she doesn't want to live there. She doesn't. That's why I think they have a shot, and they do like yeah. each other. And again, traumas aside, they do like each other. They do have really good chemistry. There's trust there. There's trust there. There's um, a connection there, um, even in friendship. So there's there's a lot of things that I think could be working in their favor. How do you think they're similar? I see Lorelai as extremely tough. She's tough. She's tough so as nails. Yeah, she's tough as nails like Luke is, but they also, they show up very differently. They're tough as nails. But also underneath that is is really a lot of soft. Do you guys see that? A lot of, mm -hmm. Lorelai can, when you see her hurt, it's big. It's big. Yeah. And, and Luke, yeah. Luke I think Luke really is hard. soft. Yeah, Luke works really hard not to be hurt too. Yeah, you can see it. Um, with how he is with his sister, mm -hmm. you and know, Jess. for all the stuff. Yeah, absolutely. With Jess, when he, now he had to be kind of tough with Jess. And then when he realized right, right, it right. wasn't yeah. working, but, but now the there's, a, there's a definite. Yeah. But I, I think he took him in because he's soft. Yeah. Yeah. There's, do you think, do you think the way that, um, and in general, when there's a sibling or a sister, a brother who is trying to take care of a sister who has obviously uh, uh, obvious addiction problems and what that does to a family and what that does to the heart of a brother who is not necessarily given up all hope, but just has accepted it. You're talking about accepted it as how she is now mm -hmm. and then how that's affected Luke. Well, how it's affected his relationships with, with other people. Yeah. Uh, and how it's like, you know, at one time they were close and now yeah, they're not. Yeah. And it's because she's, you know, chasing the white dragon. or Yeah. Uh, again, know. you know, Luke, if we don't. Or how addiction affects family. Yeah. How addiction can destroy a family, yeah. whether it's alcohol or whether it's drugs. And, and so that element is introduced into the Gilmore show. And it's not really discussed very much, no. but it's like, it's part of it part. It's part of what makes Luke Luke. So my therapist brain, when I, you know, when we, we, we have to assume with his sister, Liz, uh, she got pregnant early too. Cause she's the, the younger sister. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Rory and Jess are about the same age too. So we have to, I, I have to look and say, well, you know, when Luke's mom died early and dad, his dad, you know, did his did a, his best job that he could, but it you know it it affected them. Um, addiction, when we see addiction, it, addiction is trying to feel better. You know, I'm I'm trying. I've got a wound here, and I'm trying to feel better. And of course, the addiction kind of takes over. But I but if if his sister has addiction, then I'm almost looking at Luke like Luke's. this is an okay word rigidity <laughs> and it, like you said mm -hmm. there there is a lot of need of control there mm -hmm. and he mm -hmm. gets right. he gets um uncomfortable when change is presented mm -hmm. do you think so scott or, what do you, yeah. What do you yeah that's yeah. that's the very definition of somebody who is that you know uh has such has has, has a self-imposed really short leech to their own st structured days, mm -hmm. yeah. whereas there's no flexibility there, really. 
safety. Yeah, yeah a lot of around. safety. And how would you know? And if we're looking at Luke, how would he know? He lost his mom. I don't. I don't know what mm-hmm. the they. I don't know exactly. They give the right age, but he lost his mom when he was young. We know that much. Dad had grief. You know, dad probably did the best he could, but dad lost his wife. Mm-hmm. So Luke has his own trauma history and he keeps his head down. He does what he's supposed to do. He saves his money. Mm-hmm. He has a very stable life, which I think is attractive to Lorelai as well. But so there's a lot of things that could make them a really good couple, a lot that they like each other one. Mm-hmm. Um, Best but, friends. But they but there but there's those trauma pieces there that are going to bump into mm-hmm. each other and they're going to respond in a way that's going to be protective. Whatever that looks like. Whatever that looks like. I think Scott, you said Luke, what did you say he like runs away? Is that his protection? You said mm-hmm. it before, yeah. And Lorelai, oh, yeah. yeah, and Lorelai, you know, makes some other choices when she's protecting herself. And they, they, they are, they're protective, but they're not exactly going to be helpful to the relationship. Right. Right. And I think he'd prefer to run away and suffer in silence because that's what he's used to. Mm-hmm. That's safety the, for him she too. She does the yeah. same. And she does, she does the same. The same. Yeah, yeah. That's why that yeah, part where, where um, Luke was consoling Lorelai on that episode, you know, the sinking one. It was interesting that he was a safe person for her and that he was able to be mm-hmm. kind of be that for her. Like there's enough trust in that relationship that, you know, I don't know what he would have done. Like if it would have been Babette or Miss Patty, <laughs> would you have been mm-hmm. able to kind of, you know, console them in that way? Or would you have been like, kind of like, okay, can someone come get them? Maybe that has a lot to do with the tension and the the attraction that is palpable between these two characters because they are both so utterly damaged and in very, you know, incredibly strong. They've built up this armor over years and they're both perceive each other to be very strong, which is why they are repelling each other at the same time they're attracting each other because of the utter fear of, you know, making the wrong move in the chess match of the traumatized, armored, uh, self-protective people who just aren't, you know, who are very risk-averse when it yeah. comes to this kind of thing, especially Luke. And how how scary it must be to to mm-hmm. care about somebody that much. <laughs> and the inherent loss that is built into every relationship <laughs> when these two have tried very hard to never experience that again. <laughs> you, it's a normal, right. natural feeling, but they really, really are protective from that. So it's almost not, war- right? It's just, uh, you know, that's why we, all, we, we see the sabotage because the wounds are not healed. They can be healed, but they're not healed. But but in order to, for them to be healed, there's going to have to be some trust to let someone get into that space. And there's, you know, there's not trust right now. Yeah. Dramatic magic. I mean, what a setup. Yeah. What a setup. I mean, it's just sparks flying the minute she walks down the street toward the diner, yeah. right? It's just like, yeah. you know, she's going there and it's like, ooh, ooh what's going to happen? The table fall. I'll never get it. Oh, I love that. The table fall. Yeah. I love that scene so much. Me too. I, I love that so hard. Right. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. 
After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation. I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But wait, before you go, Kim, what do we think about Richard and Emily? And they're sort of mess right now transitions transitions (laughs) you know the penalin lot yeah well there's yeah that's the question yeah good point scott there's penalin lot i'm gonna Mm -hmm. speak for emily right now for emily right now there's penalin lot there's like you said digger there is with digger came a whole new way of doing business so she's not needed anymore and then it's like it's like she perceives Richard moving on from her. Yeah. Not starting a new business. Yeah. 
So she's not feeling very safe right now. Mm -mm. And Richard is not, you know, he's, you know, he seems to kind of be enjoying this. And then Richard has the fallout of Penelope Lot. Mm-hmm. And then he has, you know, all these new interests. His mom died. Mm. I mean, th- I mean, I'm sure there's some other things in there too, but these are not, these yeah. are not the most stable yeah. times for Richard. There's actually, Emily. there's actually a moment coming in season five that I won't reveal. I won't reveal it, but there's a moment coming in season five that I think is one of the most powerful moments in the entire series that literally I use on a regular basis when giving advice to friends. When it comes, I'll tell everybody. Yeah. Because it it resonated so majorly. So I do think, you know, there's there's some many people love season four the most, but I think there's some really good things in season five coming that are pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh but it's interesting because we're you know when you when we talk about all these transitions though we're we're you know interdependent so we feel we feel when other people are not regulated and even if it's not spoken right now there there is a level of of instability throughout the Gilmore world right now Mm -hmm. and Rory's feeling it and I think that has a lot to do with with her decision making right now um although Mm -hmm. she's kind of hinted it and even the kiss between Luke and Lorelai is so big, but it's also so scary. What now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even yeah. for the viewer, you're probably like, please don't let this be Maddie and Hoosie from Moonlighting. Remember when Maddie? <laughs> oh, and, yes. What was yes. Bruce Willis's character? It's like, that was like uh, not good. David? Da- David? Yeah, I think David, it was David. Yes. <laughs> David. Yes. So you want it to be Ross and Rachel, not, you know, you want it to be to work out. And interesting too. Yeah. Sometimes I've seen shows where they finally get together and you're like, well, this is boring. This <laughs> yeah. is boring. I, I kind of like the chase more than this. Yeah. Can, since y'all brought up the kiss, can I can I um just share with y'all what I feel is a huge tragedy in this episode? Yeah, of course. Yes, please do. That I have a it's hard for me to be objective about it and I get really angry about it. Mm. Kirk's untreated night terrors <laughs> and how they interrupted what I think was going to be a spectacular third kiss between Luke and Lorelai. <laughs> Every time I get mad at I her. mean, that might have been a hoedown right there on the porch. Kirk really needs therapy. <clears throat> Poor Kirk. Yeah. Because he's like so... <laughs> You know, he's got the weird thing with the mom. He can't break free from his mom. He's and Kim, by the way, because Kirk interrupted the the iconic TV kiss, I I crashed his. Uh, hey, Bubba, I crashed his panel at the Toronto Comic Con on Sunday. <laughs> so In response. Good. But I kept my clothes Get on. Get on you. I had Get on clothes you. on. But I have you streamed yeah. a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. I know, Just what, a little but bit. it was... But it's like, you know, we're, we're dealing with the Paladinos. They are going to do that, right? That is, and you, and you never see it coming, which is why it's so beautiful. You just didn't expect it. And there, they set it up, they put it in your face, and then you forgot about it because the tension was so yes. fun. It was so wonderful. And then there he goes. Mm-hmm. It's like it, it, the... The gift that keeps on giving, Sean. Kim, thank you so yes, much. Yes, I feel a lot better. Time. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I, I, right. I, mean, I, I, I mean, I do too. I feel a lot better. I hope it's not it's, too it's, scattered. 
No, I feel oh, no, 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 so no, no, good no, no, about no. going into season no, five no. now. Don't you, Scott? Well, I didn't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah. I feel enlightened for sure. Because I feel like I understand more. Me too. Yeah, Aww. I understand more. I think I'm going into season five more open-minded of yeah. sort of everyone's where they're where they're at. Yeah, their baggage too. Yeah. You know, like how their baggage is affecting who, including they are. Dean's. Yeah. We didn't uh, even dig into Dean's baggage, but there's a lot. If, no. this were, if this were a rock and roll tour going into these last three seasons, <laughs> we would call it. You know, everyone's got a screw loose okay. tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kim, when's the last time we saw you? It's been too long. Uh, I think it was last year. Did I? I think I just met with you. Last year we talked yeah. about Paris, and then I saw. Oh yes, I, I got right. to meet. Yeah, Tara, you weren't here, but I got to meet with Danielle and Amy and Scott. Uh, I think was it the first season? Yeah, we got to do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think we have we, we, to. We do have it every to do season. this one. Yeah, we definitely. I think, I, well, at least mm -hmm. every season. I, I, I I'm very. It's honored. very helpful. I'm very honored when you guys invite oh. me. It's, it's very kind, and it's very fun to be part of your your little ball club. It really well, it's really is helpful because you really do. It really is. That's why it I think really therapy is. is so great because it's like you do mm -hmm. get that breath, <laughs> that minute to go. Wait a minute. You're I literally was thinking. I was like, I should make an appointment with my 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 personal therapist. Like soon. It's been a minute I'm, yeah i'm a, I'm a big little flavor i'm a product but i, I do want to oh, say yeah. just kind of i love all of y'all's insights i do sometimes i'm like oh i'm gonna i want to write and just tell them i just thought that was fantastic and then you know i mm, work mm. and then i i forget but, <laughs> but, <laughs> life gets well, in you the way always can. But, yeah but i i really do i love your i love your deep dives y'all have sometimes i'm like oh yes and then sometimes i go oh yeah, it, 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 people do love to compare rewatches, mm -hmm. and we do do this one different, where we're we're not analyzing the television show as much as the like we treat these people like they are real life. Real. Yeah, yeah, uh, he, yeah. And Scott, maybe maybe you can. To me, if a show or a book is written by a human, it's got humanity in it, mm -hmm. so there's some real aspect to me and these shows. So. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, no, absolutely, no, no. no question about There's it. There's no one, uh, no one more real than Luke and Lorelai, except for Carrie and Aiden. <laughs> <laughs> I am dream. I am watching the Instagram with pictures Aww. of Sarah Jessica Parker and John Corbett, like they are a real life couple, and I am like Carrie and Aiden apparently look back together, and I'm just waiting to find out, like, are they back together? Like, literally following them, like Aww. I, like I'm like following. <laughs> Did you just make a deal with uh, Sarah Jessica Parker? No, I wish. I wish. Okay. Right. I just, no, I'm just, I'm just obsessed <laughs> with Sex in the City as much as I'm obsessed right. with Gilmore Girls. It's like, yeah, cool. so, I never saw to me that show that is real life. Saw. Like full. That one is like that one. You're like, this is this is real, <laughs> right. but that one's like real, real life. I was. This is such <laughs> a tangent because this does happen, like with Luke, Luke and Lorelai, and like Rory and everybody, where you're having a conversation with girlfriends, and somebody's like, you know, I was thinking about Rory, and you're just like, they're literally talking about it, like they're talking about their neighbor. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to say one other thing. I'm sorry, keeping you guys, but uh, this show, the show is so good because you can, like you guys yeah. talk all the time, you can watch it just as what it is. Oh, Luke and Lorelai are kissing. Oh, Rory did that. Right. In deep dive. Because I was thinking my best friend and I, sometimes I'll call her and she'll be like, oh, I'm watching Gilmore Girls 
uh, marathon on something. Which one are you watching? Oh, the one where they got together. And depending on the mood, we either yeah. deep dive or we just let it be comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's really true. Mm -hmm. Great show. That is true. Oh, Kim, thank Doctor you so Kim, much. Thank you. Kim, are you what's, thank you for you're your not time. technically you're, a doctor, right? No, I'm 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 a I'm a master's level. So master's level. I'm a therapist and we'll call you Dr. Kim though. We'll call you Yeah, we'll talk Y'all can I get in trouble if I say that, but I so I can't say that. Um well I um well, I'm a do I'm a doctor of podcasting. Yeah, we'll talk. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and somebody just tried to pull my license, but I yeah, held that, on to yeah. it. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit different <laughs> on this one, though. So, yeah. No, no. Um, oh thank you so much. If you're in the Dallas area, please look up Kim Kirk. She is amazing. Uh, if you've got any problems, you want to sit down and have a conversation. Uh, we all believe in therapy. We all believe in sitting down with uh, with somebody as compassionate and intelligent. Um, as you Kim, and so uh thank you so much again for thank your time you we're guys. gonna have you back uh real soon oh, we're gonna need her we see, we're gonna need her we're gonna need her yeah i'm, just uh, I'm here season I'm here. five <laughs> much appreciated yeah. and uh thanks again my honor thank you guys so much it was so much all right, fun guys. thank you guys thanks bye. all right bye, and bye. next oh, next you. week bye. scott Season yeah. five. Season, season five. five, yeah. Season five, episode one. Uh it's gonna be uh it's gonna be quite a thing. I almost said uh, a hoot and nanny. It's gonna, be, it's gonna be a hoot and nanny. We're really looking forward to it anyway. Um thanks everybody. Thanks for downloading. Best, absolute best fans on the planet. Reconfirmed again up in Toronto. Oh, yeah. You guys are amazing. Uh thank you for all your kind wishes and uh and lovely thoughts um and for downloading we love you dearly uh we miss you and uh just keep one thing in mind i am all in And don't forget, follow us on Instagram at I am all in podcast and email us at Gilmore at iHeartRadio.com. Oh, you Gilmore fans, if you're looking for the best cup of coffee in the world, go to my website for my company, scottyp.com, S C O T T Y P.com, scottyp.com. Grade one specialty coffee. Ah, summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget.
Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.